tonight on Hot Mess Mom, I'm going to be ranting about mom shaming or parent shaming, whichever you'd prefer. I found myself a lot mom shaming or parent shaming before I had kids. I would see parents doing things that I just swore I would never do. And, uh, well, let's just say all the parents that go, oh, you just wait. What they really mean to say is, is all these rules and things you think you're never going to do. One day, you may not do it all the time, but one day you're probably going to end up doing it. Even though you swore you never would. Let me give you a huge, for instance, as to the mom shaming that I did before becoming a parent. In the world we live in now, we all have phones. We're all very connected to just Google searching YouTube or whatever we're into, right? And there was a thing that I was noticing at tables because I've waitressed since I was in high school on and off for years. So I've been around lots of people that I would go and greet that table and everyone in in the booth or wherever they were all on their phone not even looking up ordering their meals ordering their food didn't remember my name didn't even remember what I looked like they would ask someone else who looked nothing like me hey can you get us this and then they would have to remind themselves oh you're not my waitress and they would actually say it out loud oh my gosh I'm so sorry you're not our waitress and um, I was noticing that a lot in people's kids too. There were kids who were teenagers, just old enough to have phones, and they almost didn't want to talk to me because I, I was I wrapped it in with their communication skills are so bad because they're constantly able to just post how they feel in an app on social media they're not having to actually say things they can just type it and hide behind a profile picture and so I just saw this pattern where toddlers and teenagers and even adults were getting very less less communication was happening with eye-to-eye contact with you know just just communicating with someone um And so I just thought to myself, I don't want my kids' social skills to be that bad where they're so scared to say, hey, yeah, I want chicken fingers and I want a Sprite. Or, you know, looking at their mom, I want, you know, and sometimes they're looking at their mom because they're trying to say, hey, mom, can I get the root beer? Can I get what, you know, what meal I want? And they're looking for that approval. But other times it was like they were whispering to their parent, this is what I want. I want this. And this is while the child is on the phone and the child is older it's an older child maybe preteens okay and I have seen that more times than I could count so I swore you know I even told my husband you know we're never they're not gonna have technology they're not gonna have phones till they're like in their teens and I still think that the phone thing is gonna be a hot button issue just because phones are kind of a non-negotiable thing now I mean how else is your child going to be able to get a hold of you if something happens so it's just it's just opening up like Pandora's box like you could be doing them a really great thing by having a phone but you're also 
opening up an entire world of judgment and shame constantly through all of these ways that we communicate as a society. So it's just a really, really sensitive topic for me anyway. But I had swore that I was not going to let my kids play with technology. They were going to play with real toys, be outside kids, play with sticks, rocks, whatever. Go outside, ride a bike, climb a tree. I don't know. Go break your arm. Just go do something that involves being a kid. I don't want you in front of a screen all day. Well, I broke my rule. Big time. Um, My son found, we have two Nintendo Switches in our game room, and my son was in there with my husband one day. We had the door open, and my husband still plays games with his friends, and I know that that's a whole other subject that people, there's a generation that doesn't care for it, and then there's my generation that understands it, especially when, you know, all of his friends, they all live in different states, they're all busy, they're all almost all of them now are going to be parents and so it's really hard for them to keep in touch that's kind of how they keep in touch and I mean my husband doesn't even game that much anymore but he still likes to go in there and do that every once in a while and I don't see a problem with it but that's beside the point he was in there gaming why it was in there he wants to be like daddy right he sees these Nintendo switches and he thinks they're so cool Well, we pull it up and we show him what it is. And before we knew it, our son, every day, loved having that game around. Loved it. He would carry it with him everywhere. And anybody that knows the Nintendo Switch, the new ones, we have the ones that you can take off and attach to the television. Or you can put it on like a tablet and walk around with it. Take it wherever with you. So he got to the point where he was playing on it a lot. And... I was thinking to myself, oh my God, he's not, he's not going to learn how to talk now. He's going to be not sociable. He's going to be awkward. He's not going to know how to communicate with people in the way that is necessary to get his point across. He's always going to be, you know, looking to us for approval. Uh, I just, you know, I didn't want him to be those kids that were just sucked into the screen at the, at the table. And, um, but I've noticed that I talk a lot which is obviously I mean this is why I this is my new hobby right now at the moment is posting these podcasts because I like to talk um and so I talk a lot to both my kids and I've noticed my son does not have problems communicating um he's just fine he he's been saying lots of words he loves blues clues he'll say blues clues um he doesn't even spend that much time on the game anymore. I mean, he will on and off throughout the day. But once he goes in there in the morning and he'll play a little bit, and then he gets bored, then he wants to come in here. So then he's moving the game back and forth. But eventually, he's not really playing it anymore. He's just making sure it's with him in the room if he decides, hey, I want to play my game for a second. And then he might play it for a second. So it's just he likes having the option of it being there. So he likes to take it with him from room to room. But his communication skills overall are great still. I mean, now, don't get me wrong. He still has other moments of of me thinking, well, someone is in the store right now looking at us thinking, I would never let my child act like that in the store. Here's another for instance. 
two days ago, over this last weekend, um, we were in Old Navy. And Wyatt just decided that he was just going to rearrange shirts and shoes and get up on their nice displays where they have the clothes. And anytime we would tell him no, he would just... Have you ever had... If you've ever had the two-year-old... I, I don't know if all two-year-olds do this, but it's it's kind of hilarious the way my son throws a tantrum. It's hard not to laugh at it. He'll slowly, like, die into the floor. Like, like he just loses all, all control of his muscles and his legs, and he just lets himself fall to the floor, and he'll just lay there. And it's like dead weight. You have to pick him up, and then he's, you know, his arms are all, oh, he doesn't want you to move him. It's, um... It's pretty ridiculous, but at least he doesn't really scream in the store, so that's at least a plus. Like, I feel bad for the parents that have that happen to them. I've seen it on occasion, and I just think, oh my God, thank God that's not either one of my kids right now. Um, but there have been instances where I felt myself judging other parents before I became a parent. And so I just want to say, if you aren't a parent yet, and you have all these rules, things you swear you're never going to do, things you want to not do that your parents did do, and you feel like that screwed you up, then yeah, strive for that goal, and you know, see if you can make it. Um, More often than not though, and I'm not talking about making the big mistakes, I mean like little things, like the technology thing. I don't really think the technology thing at the end of the day is going to affect my child. Technology's all around us. So we just kind of have to, it's just a new, it's a new thing we have to kind of deal with. It's not anything that's going to go away. And so you kind of have to deal with it. Um, you have to incorporate it into their life because you can't just say, oh, I can use my phone, but you're not allowed to touch anything. Because um, honestly, that's just unrealistic. Schools now are using tablets and computers for all their learning. You know, they're getting away from from a lot of uh, writing and they're focusing more on typing. They were even doing that whenever I was in school. I can't write cursive, okay, because I was focused on typing fast. That's, that's the generation I have come from. So I know it's going that direction even more. And so you might as well slide into the skid. You know, don't try to avoid it because I thought I was going to avoid it. And very quickly I figured out this is that's just not going to happen but the main thing is is balancing out the time between them using the technology and them going outside them going to do other things finding other hobbies just making sure that it's all balanced out so so just uh, remember non-parents when you see one of us struggling parents that are just trying to make it through the day and you see us, you know, open up the bag of chips in the grocery cart because our kid is just about to lose their minds. Just don't judge them, okay? I never thought I'd do that. I've done it. I've had one time my son decided he was going to open up a box of donuts in our cart and he was very successful at it. He broke the seal this is all during COVID too, so it was probably 10 times worse that he was doing this, but I had left for maybe a minute, turned my head, I was looking at um, some cans of vegetables, I was picking some out, 
and I wasn't looking, you know, and um, I get back over to the front of the car where he's sitting in the little seat, you know, and I look at him and he's got donut all over his face. And I'm like, what did you do? And I lean over and he broke the top seal and just was sitting there eating a donut. So, you know, things are going to happen that you're just like, I don't know whether to be embarrassed that you just did that or almost proud because you're smart enough to figure out how to get stuff that you want. I, it's, uh, it's a weird, weird feeling when you know that you shouldn't laugh or think it's funny or smart, but you do. And for those of you who witness any kind of parent dealing with something like that, you know, the best thing you could do for him is just look the other way and don't judge because you have no idea what that parent's been dealing with all day. Not a clue. And you will not know until you're a parent yourself. And even kid, even people with just one kid, I would say, I mean, yeah, you have it bad. Like having one kid is, a, is an ordeal. But having two or more, I couldn't imagine being outnumbered. I don't even want to know what that world is. Two is like a whole other league from just the one. With one, I could give all my attention on Wyatt. I had a schedule for him that I could keep because I wasn't having to juggle it with any other schedule. I was able to complete any task I wanted to with him, any activity I had planned for that day. Nine times out of ten, I was able to get it accomplished because I only had one child to try and accommodate for. But now, I have two kids, two sleep schedules, two food schedules, just two of everything. And it is a lot. My son needs to be read to. My son needs to go outside and play. My daughter, on the other hand, can't even hardly hold her head up just yet. So you're talking about juggling two different things all the time. And so basically, your schedule is you never leave the house ever again, Um, at least for like the next several years, not without major, major, major uh, regret of leaving the house within an hour of leaving you'll regret your decision you'll be like is it worth it should we have left we should have just stayed home right like this is this is just stupid this is ridiculous we had to take half the house with us we're an hour out and they're both pissed off we should just go home so to those of you who have no kids at all though no room to talk you have no idea what you're in for but I'm not trying to discourage anyone from having kids I'm just saying just uh be prepared to not to not follow all the rules you make before you have the kids just know that it's okay if you do break those rules and that sometimes you start to figure out that things aren't what you thought they were as being a parent and you have to adjust the way you saw things being to what they really are like and um every kid's different so there's no there's no book I wish they all gave us one but we just don't get one so the less shaming and judging we can do of each other I think we would all be better off so that's it for hot mess mom I'm uh I'm gonna go have a drink everybody have a good night